This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling. That you just blew your mind. It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right. Happy Thursday, everyone. It is that time of the week where Dr. Kelly Victory joins us. Normally, Steve House is with us as well, but he could not be with us. But Dr. Kelly, how are you today? I am well. Thanks for having me as always, John. Always a joy. Always a joy. I wanted to start off today in sort of uh, maybe tongue-in-cheek, but maybe not. And I'd like to know, since the CDC is now admitting they're wrong, when do we get our apologies? (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'm clearing out my mailbox and waiting for the big box of, uh, of, of apology letters. No, what I am is gearing up for a big na-na-na-na-na-na. Yeah, uh, yeah, because, yeah. Uh, that, that's how I feel. Me too. As you know, you know, last week, just last week, Thursday, um, they did really a significant a sort of a 180 on much of what they were saying, and including their uh, decision that they were no longer going to differentiate between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, and they were going to stop some of the idiocy, like uh, suggesting that we test asymptomatic people. Uh, today now, Rochelle Walensky has come out with her version of a mea culpa, uh, limited as it was, and said that they realize they have essentially failed the American people, uh, they need to do better, and that going forward they are going to focus on communication, collaboration, and timeliness. Uh, Now, I have to tell you, John, uh, although I could, I have plenty of uh, criticism about their communication, um, they didn't lack for collaboration or timeliness. They collaborated like hand in glove with the federal government and the mainstream media. And frankly, they were Johnny on the spot with regard to uh, requirements and mandates. They, could, they couldn't cough them up faster mm-hmm. than they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so truly, if I were going to suggest where they needed to put their focus, it would be on competence, integrity, uh, and humility, perhaps. By the way, any of you that have questions or comments... We uh, usually answer those each and every week, and usually there's you know plenty of questions. In a lot of cases, we don't even get time to answer all of them. So if you would like to ask a question, 307-200-8222 is the text line. 307-200-8222, again, is the text line. And you know, back to what you were just saying a moment ago, Dr. Kelly, they're, they're now admitting, really, but the, what they're really doing, let, let's just say it, they're, they're not coming out and saying it like you and I are, but what they're really admitting is that we... You, I, Steve, others like us that were talking about this all the way since the beginning of COVID are right. And really, the way they handled everything is completely wrong. And they're trying to figure out now how to backpedal and make it right moving forward. That's exactly right. Pretty much with, with no exception, every single guideline mandate requirement they put in place, John, was wrong. 
from the masking to the the made-up construct of social distancing, the lockdown and the unbelievable damage that that did to the uh, vaccines. And, you know, they continue, even in in all of this, they continue to talk about the safety and the efficacy of the vaccines uh, when they came out just last week and acknowledged that the vaccines are, quote, minimally effective, provide minimal protection. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, you could take somebody with no background whatsoever in science, medicine, public health, pandemics, or anything else, and have them throw a dart at the wall, and you could have yep. been right yep. more than the CDC yep. was. Yep. So right. but the, the important thing is there were some of us out there. I, as you know, was, have been saying this stuff from the very beginning, and everything pretty much that the CDC has acknowledged now was the basis of why I was thrown off social media. I was kicked off every social media platform for acknowledging the things that the CDC now acknowledges. These things were the very basis of the Great Barrington Declaration that was penned back in October Great of point. 2020. Yep. Yep. Uh, These the same things that, you know, we should focus on those people who are acutely ill, not the asymptomatic. We should focus on those people in the high-risk categories. We shouldn't mandate vaccines, and on and on. And that document, the Great Barrington Declaration, was called an anti-vaccine manifesto penned by some, quote, fringe physician. Really? You know, and now in August of 2022, the CDC is essentially coming out and acknowledging that they were wrong across the board. Okay, at some point here, I want to also get to the. You know, where we're at with this vaccine and the increase, which you and I, again, we've been talking about this for quite some time, the increase in other health issues that we're now seeing across the board. And what I really want to get from you is some, and I know there's no definitives. I understand that, Dr. Kelly, but there's a lot of stuff floating around social media. And you know me, I always like to, uh, you know, dispel things that might not be accurate, but also provide accuracy in the things that you and I are doing and talking about. And if we can't, then I want to say that as well. My fear is I also want to make sure that the information people continue to share on social media among themselves, their friends, their relatives, and so on, is, you know, is as much accurate as can be. And you know me, I don't want to exaggerate anything. So in other words, if heart attacks are up X percentage, okay, great. That's something we can talk about. But there's a lot of other things that are being thrown around in regards to, you know, Bell's palsy and on down the line. We go. And I want to get into some of those here throughout this hour, just so when people are talking and sharing information, again, the worst thing that happens to us, I think at times, Dr. Kelly, is we've, you know, we're, we're right. I think everybody's now learning that, yes, we were right all along, but we need to be careful that we don't look... I'll make sure I use the right word here, Dr. Kelly, but we, we don't want to look like we're exaggerating other things and then looking crazy or they still won't believe us at the end of the day. Am I right in what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And that's why I have been very, very careful to not validate. There are plenty of reasons, for example, to be concerned about these vaccines. And you've listed just a few of them there. But I've been very careful not to validate those sorts of, you know, fringe uh, conspiracy theories like, you know, there are nanobots, uh, you know, in the in the vaccines and you're being tracked by the, the government and there are electromagnetic chips and these sorts of things. Right. We have to stick to the fact. Yes. Uh, I have sources for all of the data that I uh, give. So I am trusting these data sources. For example, when we talk about the increase in incidence of some of these 
conditions, specifically, for example, heart attacks or strokes or blood clots to the lung, incidence of Bell's palsy, those sorts of things. Much of that comes from data that was called from the Defense Military Epidemiology Database, DMED. I am not a military physician. I don't have access to that database. So I am trusting the sworn testimony of three career military physicians Mm -hmm. who do have access to it. Um, Do I have any reason to believe that they would lie under oath and that all three of them would risk storied, you know, military careers uh, to falsify data? No, Uh, they, they simply they don't have any reason to do that. They are very upstanding people. Uh, we, we know that the data from Pfizer and Moderna's own studies have been damning. And the only reason we are getting access to that data now, John, is because of the you know, rampant number of, of FOIA requests. If it were up to Pfizer and Moderna, J&J, at the FDA and the CDC, they would never release that data. And we wouldn't have it even today. Like, you know, we, we wouldn't have that, uh, what we have now, to really show uh, the amount of fraud and cover-up that they did. Uh, they knew much of these risks. They knew many of these risks, many of the uh, complications that were related to the vaccines well before these vaccines were launched on the public. Yep. And again, more and more of this, is, which, by the way, make sure I remind everybody this as well. Dr. Kelly, you know, you've said this all along as well, too. We knew at some point the truth and the reality of what went on would come out. We didn't know exactly when. And frankly, I'll be honest, Dr. Kelly, I didn't think it would be now. I, I really didn't think that they would be doing this with everything else they've got going on, midterm elections coming up and so on. I really didn't think this would be the path they're going down. And, and frankly, I wanted to talk to you about that as well. I'm not sure this is actually now being orchestrated by the powers that be, or if somebody at the CDC isn't just running rogue on their own thinking, we've got to get this thing straightened out. Otherwise, we're really going to look bad down the, down the road, and this is going to hurt my own personal career. Because frankly, I don't think this is what the White House wants right now. Well, I think they're trying their damnedest to come up with a way to spin this so that it looks good. They're trying to be preemptive, come out and you know appear as if, oh, we acknowledge we didn't do as good a job as we should have, daggone it, and we'll do better next time, and we're really going to get this right, and we let you all down, uh, because they know that people are getting wind of this data. Uh, and, you know, are expecting some type of explanation. I think it's going to backfire for them because if they come out and say anything other than the God's truth, which is this was an unmitigated disaster, we need to pull these vaccines immediately from the market, I think it's going to blow up. Because you can say all day long that you're going to, quote, do better, but if your policies don't reflect that, if your policy is still, as of today, to be recommending that six-year-olds get boosters and that we vaccinate six-month-old children, then, frankly, I don't care what uh, platitudes you give me about how you're going to do better with your timeliness going forward because you have... Uh, policies in place that are killing people. That's right. No, that's and and that's the part that I still don't understand. They're they're backpedaling, yet at the same time they're they're kind of you know, how do I want to say? This? They're almost driving with two feet. They're they're on the gas on the right hand side on the things that you just said while having their foot on the brake a little bit on the other side, and it's almost like they can't decide what direction they want to head because and, and is, I guess the question for you, Doctor Kelly, is that. 
you know, the pressure that's coming from, you know, drug companies and others that went through, you know, you know, all of the development and, and getting this thing to market and so on and all the money that's related there or the the risk of loss that's there if they don't continue to push this this vaccine, which we, we again, we call it a vaccine. I get it. It's MRA, mRNA. Uh, you know, technology for everybody listening. I, I get corrected on that a lot, but we've now for so long, Dr. Kelly called it a vaccine that that's the universal term for it, even though I know it's not like a traditional vaccine. But again, I, I look at them as driving with two feet. Am I right? No, I think you are. It's sort of the analogy I would give is, you know, that classic interview question when you're interviewing for a job and the interviewer says, you know, well, John, you know, Truly, uh, I've heard all the good stuff you've done. What's your flaw? What's your greatest flaw? And the flaw you come up with is you say, oh, I'm a perfectionist or I'm a workaholic. It's sort of a, you, you're, you're damning yourself with vain praise. It's, it's, you know, you come up with something that uh, you acknowledge a quote unquote flaw, but it's not really a flaw mm. at all. Mm. So you act as if you're being humble when in fact you're saying yep. something that can Great be point. turned around uh, and, and actually <laughs> reflects positively on you. They're not being, this is a disingenuous yep. mea culpa on Great the point. part of Rochelle Walensky. The, my answer to the why aren't they, you know, why it'll never actually come out, I think it is simply too overwhelming. If you are Anthony Fauci and you know darn well, that you funded U.S. Ta- you know you took U.S. taxpayer dollars to fund gain of function research at a the lab in Wuhan, which Fauci knows darn well he did. Not only did he do it, but he subsequently perjured himself under oath in front of Congress about it. And then you helped to to create this monster called COVID nineteen. And whether it was let out purposefully or out of abject incompetence, I can't say, but you certainly were participant in the development of COVID-19. If you know that you pushed uh, over the line these vaccines, quote unquote, and kept hidden much of the information that the pharmaceutical companies knew about the dangers inherent in them, if you knew all of that, you can't, there's no way out now. Uh, the, The overwhelming fallout from this the hundreds of millions of people who either lost their jobs, their livelihoods, their careers because they didn't want to get vaccinated or lost their health, their wellness and their futures because they did get vaccinated. When you add all that up, the, the amount of anger that would be that would result if you came flat out and said, this was a mistake. This was a mistake. And we need to pull these from the market immediately. That's the right thing to do. But they won't do it. All right, great stopping point. Folks, again, if you have any questions for us, please let us know. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. Ask about the Quiet Cool system. Our nice cool nights we have right now will keep your home cool all day long. If you have this system, 720-526-0231. Think about what you have at home right now that could be damaged in a surge. The average home is exposed to thousands of electrical surges every day. Protect yourself from a potentially harmful electrical surge with absolute electrical heating and air today. Most of these surges are harmless, but without the proper surge protection, you face permanent damage to major electrical components. Anything plugged in without internal surge protection is at risk, including your refrigerator, furnace, air conditioning, or dishwasher. Safeguard your assets with surge protection installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Newer appliances usually contain computer chips that are more expensive to replace than to protect. At that point, 
Considering the current chip shortage and wait times, you might as well buy the appliance again. Avoid potential loss. Get a whole home surge protector installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Affordable Interest Mortgage, Kurt Rogers wants to help you with all of your mortgage needs. He's going to join us at 5 o'clock, by the way, so if you have a question specifically for him, you can call then as well. In the meantime, his direct line, 720-895-0500. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740, or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees. Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home, or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate, but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees, Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. Again, Dr. Kelly Victory with us, which, by the way, Dr. Kelly, thank you. I know that, like today, you're driving. You do special things for us by, you know, really pulling over, taking taking your time to talk to us and so on, which, you know, we, we greatly appreciate. I've had several text messages the, throughout the show already saying thank you for what you do. I mean, our listeners do enjoy this greatly. You've given out great information. And as I said last week, we've even picked up new listeners because of you and the information you've given out. So thank you so much. I, I, I do mean that. Well, I, I appreciate the uh, platform, John. It's been so difficult, as you know, because of the abject censorship that has happened from uh, from the beginning of this thing. So I appreciate the platform and the ability to be able to talk frankly with, with listeners uh, and get this information out there. I have never, ever uh, cared if somebody wants to disagree with me. Uh, I'm all on that. Let's discuss the data. Let's discuss the studies and tell me why you think my interpretations are wrong or where I've uh, mis- you know, misunderstood uh, the risk or whatever it is. But to shut down that debate, to shut down that discussion is wrong. It's dangerous. It's not fair to the American people. Mm, you are exactly right. Somebody also texted in and said the tide is turning. Liberal, liberals are starting to pretend they weren't for the lockdowns and vaccines now. They haven't come up with the latest new narrative yet. They're spinning their wheels in the mud. You know, yeah, I think a lot of that is true, although some, some of them flat out, Dr. Kelly, and you know some of these people. I've, I've met some of these individuals. I've had them, you know, literally on social media tell me that I could die for all they care. They are not ever going to say they were wrong or that any direction we went at all was wrong. You know, these are people that are never going to admit that what happened was, was not correct. Uh, but you know what? Some of the powers that be are, they. to your point earlier, they're starting to backpedal uh, to this listener saying that the tide is turning. I think it has to. If they continue to go down the path with the amount of data 
that's out there. And again, we're going to get into even some of the other things that are happening medically speaking, which they're going to have to address at some point as well. The reality is they can't ignore this any longer, Dr. Kelly. I, I agree. I do think the tide is turning, and I think that it's uh, it's going to end up, we, you know, I certainly expect to end up firmly on the right side of history. That said, cognitive dissonance is a very powerful thing. It's a very powerful defense. Uh, the idea that you simply, when people have made a decision to do something, and they have bought hook, line, and sinker, the party line, and they've participated in something, and they've adopted the social distancing and the masks and the solidarity with the people who are keeping their kids home from school, and they were flying the rah-rah, get vaccinated, you know, wearing the button, I got vaccinated and boosted, and I'm better than you are because I did. It is a really mm. tough pill to swallow that you were duped. And even in the face of overwhelming scientific data that proves that people were, many, many of those folks will never acknowledge it. They will come up with every reason from Friday why, you know, well, at the time it made sense and they did work initially. And we now we mm -hmm. can back to the CDC can change these guidelines now because, you know, it's Omicron and it's not Delta anymore. Right. And they'll come up with lots of explanations other than I was a fool. I made decisions that weren't based on science. I acted irrationally. I got caught up in the mass formation psychosis or whatever else. Mm -hmm. My own colleagues, I have, I have colleagues who are, you know, four times vaccinated and some of them even with vaccine injuries that will not acknowledge that their, that their new onset medical issue is the result of these vaccines or that the vaccines failed to protect them. Many of them have gotten COVID two and three times. Um, it, you know, so they even in the face of overwhelming evidence, scientific evidence that their decisions were the wrong ones, they will not acknowledge it and they never will. Nope. They, like I said earlier, there's just certain individuals out there. They are never, ever, ever going to admit that they're wrong. And, and the fear that let me ask you this. Let me let me back up for a second. With this backpedaling that they have going on now in regards to how they handled COVID, will they be I don't know and you don't know when the next event like this is going to happen. Although I think it's pretty easily to predict that there will be another one. It's just a matter of when. How do you feel they will handle the next one that comes along? I mean, right now they're not handling monkeypox very well at all. That's a, that's already been its own huge debacle. We can talk about that a little bit, but it's its own debacle that's really not doing anything, and they don't need to do anything about it anyway. That's a whole other discussion that you and I have had in the past. But what what are your feelings on if, in fact, this comes along again, what will they do? Well, I have said this many, many times on this show, John. One of the greatest risks uh, be, uh, of this uh, disastrous pandemic response is exactly what you said, the, the loss of confidence of the American people in public health. Many, many people have simply tuned them out. They've said, you guys are a bunch of idiots. You're lousy communicators. You have flip-flopped you know, more times than we can count. You've given unclear guidance, and the guidance you did give was, was wrong, and you now acknowledge it. So God help us when we try to get the attention of the American people or the uh, the global population to follow our mm -hmm. lead when the next thing happens. Because I promise you, there will be yes. a next thing. Yes, there will it be. It might not be a pandemic, but there will be a next 
public health global issue where we need to rally the troops and get people to listen, fall in line, follow our guidance and pay attention. And when they've tuned you out because you're Chicken Little who's been yelling that the sky is falling Mm -hmm. or because you've just been incompetent and wrong every step of the way, that puts everybody at real risk. And you are quite right. This issue with monkeypox, they are doing almost precisely with monkeypox what they did with COVID. They are acting as if everyone is at equivalent risk from this thing. They are giving guidelines with a broad brush that everybody, whether you're a kid or a heterosexual woman or somebody who's not sexually active or on and on, that everybody's at risk from this thing, that we all must adopt these guidelines, that we need more vaccines for everybody, when that is preposterous. We know the risk group for monkeypox. It's a very specific group of people, just like the risk group with COVID was largely the elderly and those with a very well-known set of comorbidities. Yet the people who they applied the mandates to, whether it was school closures or masking or social distancing or lockdowns, everybody paid the price, Mm -hmm. even people whose risk from COVID was essentially zero. Yep. You are 100% correct. Along those lines, this is something I'm not sure we've talked about because I'm not sure we've, well, I know we haven't gotten to the point in in time, in the timeline where this really has become an issue. And, and I apologize, maybe we should have been talking about this several weeks ago so folks are more ready for this. But now that we're in, in a way having some backpedaling happen from the other side, I think even some family members, I even heard directly that there's some family members out there where they were really hardcore you know, on one side, the other family member was like us. They're now starting to kind of see things, you know, eye to eye. What's your recommendation for folks like us, where we've pretty much stood our ground the whole time? We've done it in, I think, a very nice way. But no, we're not getting vaccinated. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're only going to wear a mask when, you know, we absolutely have to because the business requires it. You know, on and on we go. But what do you tell folks now? that are most likely listening to us that probably have family, friends, co-workers, maybe even some medical folks that they know, how do they approach this whole, you know, na 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 we were right, you were wrong. I mean, you can't say it that way because they're going to just dismiss us again. But in a nice way, how do we let the other side know that, yeah, guys, you were wrong, we were right? That's a great question, and you really have to fight the urge. I was, I was truly being uh, joking when I oh, said that. Oh, no, I that. knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I know. It. And all yeah, of us, now, myself now, included, maybe... has to be the same. And by the way, Kelly, I, I have not... I've not put any, you know, I told you so's or anything like that up on social media, even though I got waylaid, you know, early on for, you know, my thoughts and, and, and feelings on everything and the, and, the, and the data, the facts and so on, the things you and I talked about. I've not gone back even on a, even on a personal message to some of those individuals and said, hey, look where we are now and look what the CDC is saying. I've not done that, but I would. This is where I'm asking you. It would be nice to put out some sort of a really nice professional statement that says something to the effect of you guys were wrong and guess what our side was right yeah well i to to be truthful i am far less forgiving when it comes to my response to the state medical boards uh, i agree you know and i'm I'm really just talking more in regards to you know family friends relatives i mean you you and i you know certain certain you know 
grandparents can't see certain kids and on and on we go because of the feelings that we're, you know, because of the things we're talking about. And somehow these families need to repair some of these relationships. And frankly, those that were, were wrong, making grandparents be vaccinated to be around their children, which by the way is the dumbest thing ever. But in some cases, grandparents need to come back to those individuals, those kids in the right manner to basically discuss it and say, you know, guys, Next time, maybe you'll listen to mom and dad, because guess what? We were right, and you guys were wrong. Exactly. And so I think the thing, the approach that I have taken with people is to say, look, I understand why you got caught up in this, because it was an overwhelming tsunami of information coming from the mainstream media and from people who portrayed themselves and whose job it is to protect the health and wellness of the American people, not only, uh, the, you know, the federal government, but, you know, organizations like the CDC and FDA. And the reality is they let us down. Mm-hmm. I understand why you why you trusted them and you had every right to trust them. The reality is that there was evidence out there that something was wrong. And I saw it. And I'm sorry that you didn't at the time. But hopefully now we can all come back together again repair the damage that was done, you know, repair the fractioning that happened in families, the, you know, the fact that so many families are estranged, and let's move past this and hope that next time, because there will be a next time, let's hope that yeah. we can be more circumspect and talk about this rather than having knee-jerk reactions because it didn't serve us well at all, and we've done a lot of damage to people uh, who expect, you know, to, to have some, some repair done. No, and, and you know that what you just said, well said. I, I again, I couldn't say that any better myself. And what I'm getting at is, how, you know, again, how do we address this now? Because as you said earlier, and I believe you 100, percent we're going to have this happen again. So in turn, how do we do this and come out? I hate I hate to use the word on top, but how do we come out ahead so the next time this comes around? My point is, how are we going to build credibility so the next time this happens, more people listen to us versus the other side? That's my biggest question. Well, yeah, well, I, I think part of it is, you know, over time, really coming out. And, and I think it's not something that happens right uh, at the moment that we're ripping the Band-Aid off, which is what's happening right now when people are, you know, going through the pain of realizing that they were duped. I think it's over time where you say, you know, you refer back continually. And I, for example, with with monkeypox, I say each time, look, we are doing with monkeypox just what we they did with COVID. They're making the same error. And I pointed out they're acting as if everyone mm-hmm. is at equivalent risk. We just lived that. They just made that mistake of acting as if everyone was at equivalent risk. Let's not make that mistake again, people, because... We know that the risk, who the risk group is. And I try to draw the connection that let's not make this same mistake again. And I point it out uh, very clearly. Uh, and, and I think that it will take time rebuilding trust. You know, it takes years and years and years to build the trust. And one debacle yeah, like true, this one to lose it. Um, so hopefully they're going to have to revamp the entire CDC the FDA, as far as I'm concerned, is a joke. They have absolutely breached their mandate. Uh, they have not followed a lick of the science. And I would not be surprised at all if ultimately fraud is exposed. 
I think the interesting thing it's going to be, John, is that um, many, many lawsuits, already 900 lawsuits were filed just this week since the uh, CDC came out last Thursday with their acknowledgement that they are no longer going to differentiate between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, that they are no longer going to recommend testing of asymptomatic people, which never made sense. Uh, They are no longer going to say that people who are exposed to COVID need to quarantine if they don't have symptoms and on and on. And the interesting part of those new recommendations is actually reading the summary document, the supporting document behind that, the CDC comes out and essentially acknowledges the vaccines provide minimal protection. Mm -hmm. They say even the boosters provide transient but minimal protection. So now you have in writing the CDC acknowledging that the vaccines did not do, do not do what they said that they would, and you've got tens of millions of people who lost their jobs, were kicked out of the military, couldn't finish their education, and on and on, all now for the CDC to come out and acknowledge you you did that. You lost your job. You lost your military pension. You dropped out of school. And it turns out the vaccines didn't work anyway. So those folks have a real, real basis, I believe, for lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently some lawyers think so, too, because, as I said, yep. there have been 900 uh, lawsuits. And that was as of yesterday. Uh, it's only Thursday and there's a tsunami of lawsuits being filed. Somebody just said as well that you know, there are, there will most likely be many people that will not believe that these folks, even though they're admitting they're wrong, they, they won't admit that they're wrong even after these people say they're wrong. What are your thoughts there? Yes, that, that, that is the nature of cognitive dissonance, that even that's, that's part of the evidence. You're saying, wait a minute, this person just admitted that they were wrong. Yeah, but I I still believe them. You know, it's, right. it's 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 insane. It is an insane. It is a a mental block. Um, and you're exactly right. It doesn't matter in the same way that you can prove. Uh, take another example in current politics. It, it, we know now, for example, that the Hunter Biden laptop was yep. not Russian disinformation. We right. know that it was real. Right. right. Everybody knows that. That's right. Even even the other side acknowledges that. But there are people out there who will still say That's right. it was Russian disinformation. There are still people out there who are claiming that you know Trump colluded with Russia, even when the other side acknowledges that that wasn't the case. Because people, when they buy into something, hook, line, and sinker, and it's become part of their their construct, part of the way they envision the world, part of the way that they identify an individual or a party or a process, or whatever it is, you can try to pry it away from them with a crowbar, and they are not going to give up that belief, even in the face of overwhelming evidence that they're wrong. All right, great point for a segue. We'll take a break. We'll also take some more questions. 307 200 High Five Plumbing is next. They're hiring folks. So if you're looking for a job, they would love to talk to you as well. They've got an apprentice program. If you'd like to become a plumber, they've also got office help uh, openings and also in the warehouse. And anything else you need when it comes to plumbing, of course, they can take care of that around the house also. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You thought having a kitchen next to your garden was a fantasy. That was until you had help installing it from the experts at High Five Plumbing. They took care of your outdoor kitchen sinks, 
and an irrigation system for your garden. You even added a new fountain so your backyard looks and feels picture-perfect. All thanks to the behind-the-scenes work from the High Five Techs. You thought about trying to do the install, but you're inexperienced. And with the amount you already invested in the project, it would be a risky and unnecessary hassle. Besides, with expert plumbers who attend trainings weekly, you feel confident knowing you will be treated right and the work will be done correctly. The last step to finish your new outdoor oasis is only a call away with outdoor plumbing services from High Five. Don't miss out on the waived dispatch fee for KLZ listeners only. Call 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Al Smith wants to help you with your future financial planning. He is a financial advisor. And uh, he'd love to help you. Really, sit down, chat. He'll talk to you, tell you what you need to do, not do. And if you haven't talked to your financial advisor in a while, call Al today. KLZradio.com, 303-744-1128. Inflation affects everyone differently. It seems strange because everyone is spending more money in certain categories. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial explains that your situation is unique and that just because prices are inflated doesn't mean inflation affects you the same way it affects everyone else. You can live with inflation as you have before by combining trips, staying local, or being frugal. But since inflation affects you uniquely, you should personalize your financial plan. Al Smith knows that it's the big picture planning that matters the most when the market is down. He can help you make financial moves that, unless you're a financial planner, you wouldn't think of, like maximizing your 401k in a market downturn. Create a strategy with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and enjoy the comfort of understanding how financial circumstances like inflation, affect your personal financial situation. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush, who is a small business owner and business-slash-life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today. Reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy has increased human flourishing across the globe. On the next Kim Munson Show, author and blogger Rick Turnquist discusses energy expert Alex Epstein's latest book, Fossil Future, Why Global Human Flourishing Requires More Oil, Coal, and Natural Gas, Not Less. Mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group Lauren Levy and REMAX realtor Karen Levine discuss interest rates and the metro housing market. Mary Alpers with Three Points Financial shares her thoughts on the three points of financial success. That's Friday, 6 to 8 a.m. with Encores 1 to 2 p.m. and 10 to 11 p.m. right here on KLZ 560 and KLZ 100.7 FM. Are you or your loved one confused by all the Medicare red tape? The Medicare specialists at Kirsch Insurance Group can help. 
As Medicare health plan brokers, Kirsch represents you, not the insurance companies. For contact information, check out the sponsor tab at kimmunson.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory with us, which she is every Thursday at this time, unless we've got something else that comes up. You can always go back and listen to these episodes, by the way, by going to RushToReason.com. There's an entire page dedicated to Dr. Kelly, and then all of our show notes section has all of our previous recordings. You know, previous shows are recorded there as well. You can send them off to friends and relatives also. One question that just came in, Dr. Kelly, is, is there a website to find doctors that are not pro-vax? Uh, not a website specifically. I can tell you that if you go to, to the website that I'm associated with, which is earlycovidcare.org, uh, there is a find a doctor uh, section there where you can not only find physicians who are doing telemedicine visits uh, and are savvy with regard to the treatment protocols, not only for COVID, but also for long COVID and for vaccine injury treatment. Um, there are also you can, uh, there's a section where you can find physicians, not in all 50 states, but there are, you know, many, many, many uh, physicians on that website that have are sort of what I would call like-minded, meaning uh, they are doing what they were trained to do, which is put the patient first, uh, give informed consent, and make decisions in uh, collaboration with their patients, not following a bunch of meaningless government guidelines. Uh, so if you go to earlycovidcare.org, you can find some resources there. All right. I want to start it off with, you know, and I want to make sure we get to it so we've got time now to do so. These statistics, and again, there's a lot of them floating around. In fact, I was trying to, to grab one, and, and it, was a, it was an image, which is always hard to put in my notes. Anyways, long story short, when they're images and not just text, it's hard to you know, copy-paste and do those things. I have to import the image. Anyways, long story short, there's some images rolling around on social media talking about the increase, the spike that we have in certain health issues. And again, I just want to make sure that before folks go out sharing those things, and you know, really, because here, here's what I think happens, by the way, for everybody listening. When you share something, you're essentially putting your stamp of approval that you agree with, unless you say otherwise, unless you put some sort of commentary that, hey, I found this, I don't know if it's true, blah, blah, blah. Most people, though, Dr. Kelly, they just, they just share it. And here's the image that I found. 279% spike in miscarriages, 487% spike in breast cancer, 551% spike in Julian Barr syndrome. I'm not sure I'm even saying that right. 269% spike in myocardial, myocardial that's what I can't say. Infarction. Infarction, there you go. 468% spike in pulmonary embolisms, 291% uh, spike in Bell's palsy, 437% spike in ovarian dysfunction, and 680% spike in multiple sclerosis. So, again, before somebody would share that, first of all, is there any way to verify any of those percentage numbers that are there? Well, the data is, you know, I'm not sure which, I'm not looking at the particular um, image that you're looking at, but I can tell you these numbers are coming out of multiple sources. Number one source are the U.S. Uh, healthcare insurers, you know, okay. the, the, the medical insurers who are reporting the data. And many of them are reporting uh, numbers that are certainly in that ballpark, uh, you know, hundreds of percentage points uh, times increase you know, 400, 500 times increases in some of these conditions. Secondly, we know that that information that came out of DMED, the Defense Military Epidemiology Database, and was reported 
uh, by those three career military physicians is very, very similar. And those physicians, what was important about the data that came out of the military is these physicians went back, they culled that database, that, that huge military database, and looked at calendar year 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20. And they calculated the incidence of certain of these things, myocardial infarction, fancy word for a heart attack, right. uh, pulmonary embolism, blood clot to the lung, Guillain-Barre syndrome, uh, which is a neurologic complication, uh, generally autoimmune, that causes paralysis, and on and on. They calculated the incidence. What do they see normally in a calendar year of, of these things? And they compared it to the incidence that they saw in 2021. And frankly, not even a full year. It was really only from January through November. So it was 11 months. And that's where they saw these significant increases. 400% increase in blood clots to the lung. Uh, you know, 350% increase in new onset cancers. And to be clear, it's very easy to make statistics, uh, you know, appear a certain way. When I say there's a 350% increase in, in cancers, it wasn't from one case of cancer to four cases. It was from 34,000 cases on, on average or 38,000 cases on average of new cancers a year to 120,000 mm, That's pretty cases. big. Yeah, in, okay, that's pretty big. In, in 2021. So these were not small numbers right. where we're talking about, yeah, you know, miscarriages doubled because last year there was one and this year there was two. We're not talking about that. We're talking about they are huge numbers at, at the baseline that have now significantly increased. And we are seeing this across the board. I did an interview uh, last week uh, with Alex Berenson, who was quibbling with my contention that all death, all cause mortality is up, as reported by the life insurers, uh, that uh, the, the largest life insurer, the CEO in Indiana, reported back in January of this year that there's been a 40% increase in all cause mortality in 18 to 49 year olds, a group of people who didn't die from, from COVID. Uh, these are people who are dying from other things. 40%. This is like a three or four sigma event. It's, a, it, it's, it's never heard of. This is an astronomical increase. And Alex, for instance, you know, said, well, you know, that was just one, uh, one life insurance company. Well, it turns out I've now called the data on the other five, and all six life insurance companies are showing somewhere between 28% and 40% increase. So if you want to quibble, it's not 40%, it's only 28%. You know, you're, you're splitting hairs. Something major is going on, and although no one can say at this point it's absolutely the vaccines, the point is these are numbers, these are findings that deserve absolute, you know, detailed analysis. There's a group in this country whose job it is to analyze that kind of data, and it's called the CDC. That's their job. Their job is to look at anomalies to say, why are we seeing all of a sudden this huge increase in X, Y, and Z condition? And I will remind people that the entire reason that the VAERS system was put in place, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, mm -hmm. was put in place now 23 years ago, according to the government, was to be a harbinger, an early warning sign. "Quote unquote," right. it was an er to provide early information so that they would see immediately 
if there was any indication that something was going on with a new vaccine or with a vaccine so that they could immediately look at that data and pull the vaccine if they needed to. That's what we were told. But instead, these numbers are pouring into theirs, and what they are instead saying is, oh, that's a nothing. You can't prove it's related to the vaccine. Oh, we'll look at it later. Yeah, we have every intention of looking at that data at some point. What happened to the early warning sign that it was supposed to be? We have now 15,000 deaths associated with the vaccine that have been reported to theirs, and they haven't looked at one of them, let alone 15,000 of them. Yep. Question that came in from a another listener called in, and Charlie's relaying this, is the this individual doubts that military members will be able to mount lawsuits as they are typically denied the ability to file lawsuits against the government and doubts that any of these cases will find success. What are your thoughts there? Again, I don't have any experience in this world at all, so I have no comment whatsoever. I can't say. You know, I'm not an attorney, and, and what your caller is saying is the conventional wisdom that, yes, there's certainly a significant pressure against anyone in the military being allowed to uh, sue the government. That said, this is such a big deal, and the number of lawsuits that are being uh, filed right now on behalf of the military uh, are pretty overwhelming. There are huge, huge initiatives now well, and, and to not quick only too, reinstate and, these guys, but... And I know we're, running, we're getting close on time, but Dr. Kelly, you know, we've also seen things where there have been successful suits against even now what's coming out in regards to these, you know, dumps that a lot of these... Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, servicemen and women had to help run and handle and so on and the toxicity that was there and some of the damage that's been done since. So there have been successes in some of those areas on a large scale, and that's what this will end up having to be. I'm afraid. For me, for this to work, it's going to have to be more than one or two servicemen and women. It's going to have to be thousands. No, that is, and that's exactly right. That's what I'm saying. There are lawsuits, and they are class action lawsuits. They're being filed on behalf of the thousands of people who were discharged unfairly, the thousands of people who lost their pensions uh, and, and had their careers destroyed. And I think, I have to say, I believe they will be successful for that reason. Uh, there's efforts yeah. and initiatives to have them not only reinstated, but with back pay and certainly have their pensions reinstated and, and on and on. Yep. I certainly hope they're successful. Me too. Again, Dr. Kelly Victory with us. You can find her on our website, RushToReason.com. Dr. Kelly, again, time flies. Thank you for pulling over and taking time for us. I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know my listeners will say the same thing, and really they're your listeners as well. They listen to you as much as they do me. So, uh, again, thank you all for doing that. Dr. Kelly, thank you for your time. And, again, I do appreciate it very much. Absolutely, John. When this is all over, we need to have a big uh, shindig. I'm game. <laughs> I'm in. I will, I will take the lead on that one. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. All right. Have a great care. night, Dr. Kelly. Appreciate it very much. And, folks, she has been such a tremendous blessing to not only myself, my family, but all of us. I know there's a lot of you individually who have reached out at different times and asked, I know she can't get specific with you and, and give, you know, healthcare over, you know, via a text line or things like that, but she has helped a lot of us get through things and has really steered us in the right direction. And again, I'm very, very thankful that she's been able to do that with us. Veteran Windows and Doors, uh, by the way, a veteran, much like we were talking about a moment ago, Provia Windows and Doors is what Veteran Windows and Doors sells. Have Dave out. How he, see how he can make your home more comfortable and energy efficient this winter. 303-529-0720. 
When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew, after just one experience, that Veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand, only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at kldradio.com slash windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. All right, Bruce Simmons, he is our reverse mortgage specialist. You hear him, by the way, on Thursdays between 2.30 and 3, right before our program. He's the smartest guy I know when it comes to reverse mortgages. Give him a call. Find out exactly what he can do for you. It's very simple, 303-467-7821. Your parents think you want their house when they die, but you don't care about the house. You just want your parents to be financially secure in retirement. Call KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist, Bruce Simmons, today. Tell him about your parents' situation. Then, set up a meeting so you can all talk together. You know, a lot of seniors hesitate to look into reverse mortgages because they think their kids want the house, but they've never actually asked their kids. The truth is, you don't want the house. You'd much rather make sure your parents can live comfortably in their home for years to come. Plus, your parents can still leave you the house with a reverse mortgage. Sure, some of the equity may be used up, but just like with any other mortgage, all of the remaining equity goes to the heirs when the homeowners pass away. Don't let your parents make financial decisions based on false information. Call Bruce Simmons today, 303-467-7821. Ask him about a reverse mortgage for your mom and dad. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Catherine and Robin, KNR Home Transitions. Kurt Rogers is going to join us here at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about the real estate market and the uh, some of the deals that actually are out there and where the market is headed in regards to the mortgage world itself. In the meantime, if you've got specific questions on buying, selling, uh, adding a rental property, whatever it happens to be, Catherine and Robin would love to talk to you and just give you some advice on what to do to start with. KNRHomeTransitions.com or KLZRadio.com, 720-437-8210. Renting is not an investment. Catherine and Robin, co-founders of K&R Home Transitions, want you to focus on building your wealth through a home purchase. By continuing to rent from others, you're robbing yourself of an investment that gives you potential to grow your wealth. Equity is capital in your home, and you can build that equity up over time. You want to increase your financial worth, so why not also do that with your home too? With help from K&R Home Transitions, you can learn how to climb the property ladder to turn a profit. Once you're invested, you can use your equity to keep moving upward with help from Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions. Get ideas that build the financial momentum of your home investment with experts like Catherine and Robin. So kick off your journey and start building your wealth wisely with K&R Home Transitions. Visit klzradio.com home to invest in your home. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Teresa at the Campion Church said, I have worked with this company for nine years. They are some of the best people to work with. 
When I call for service on our copier, they are always looking to get there as soon as they can. One time I had a deadline and my copier was down, I called them up to see if I could use a copier in their office and they said, come right on over. Duke has personally come and delivered a copier for our use for a few weeks to make high-speed copies. I have enjoyed working with BES and would definitely recommend them. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664.